0: Well, good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. We are proud that you are here with us on Jess FM this morning. Today we're going to talk about a community in our county that is very well known called Sufferwell. Well. There has been a store there that a lot of people identify with Sufferwell, Well. And it's been owned by a couple of different people. But the last people that owned it, uh, their name was Joe and Nancy Briner. We have their son with us today, Ronnie. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Doug. How are you today? Doing good and glad you are here. Wanted to get with you to talk mainly about your parents because so many people in this community, people who've lived here a while, Mm -hmm. remember Joe and Nancy Briner. Of course, Nancy just died last year and Joe has been gone since when?
1: 1984. 1984. Uh, Christmas Eve, 1984. But
0: a lot of people remember him. Of course, I remember him well because he was my bus driver Mm -hmm. uh, many years ago. But we want to talk about them and kind of how they came to be and and suffer well and that kind of thing. First off, let's talk about how they actually came to this world. Tell us a little background about where Joe was born, where your mom was born, and how they even came to
1: meet. Well, uh, they were both born local, and they uh, actually met at school i have some pictures of them at the softwell school as a class the school picture actually and they're they're actually both in the in the same picture so they they met at school i remember mom used to tell me that they but dad had a motorcycle and they would ride motorcycles Mm -hmm. they always enjoyed just going and riding High school sweethearts, I guess. Uh yes, yeah, yes. Maybe Lord. even more like childhood sweethearts. Well, they knew each other. I'm not sure yeah. exactly when the attraction took place,
0: but <laughs> well, the motors. Evidently, it was when he was 16 for uh, sure, yeah. at least that much.
1: So, when were they married? Uh, July of 1940.
0: Now, somewhere after that took place, kids started coming along. So, to, to start this program, let's talk about the whole family. Tell us about your siblings.
1: Uh, Jim, he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. He was kind of the worker of the three of us, I guess. <laughs> He's worked hard all of his life. Yeah. And, uh, and Mike, Mike came along. He's my older brother. Uh, well, the middle bro- brother, actually. Mm-hmm. We all three grew up in, in Sulphur Well. Yeah. It was a great great place to grow up in. Did you all go to the Well school there? Uh, Jim, my oldest brother, did yeah. for a few years. And then we all went to Nicholasville Elementary. Okay. That was back actually... Uh, when all twelve grades were in one building mm-hmm. there at Nicholasville, what's now the Nicholasville Elementary School, mm-hmm. but the high school was on the on the top floor at that time. I know that. Now, are all three of you still here? Uh, I live in Nicholasville. Mm-hmm. My brother Jim, the oldest, lives in Wilmore, mm-hmm. and my brother, uh, the middle brother, Mike, lives over in near Harrington Lake.
0: Okay. You know, uh, growing up in a community like that, especially in those times. Pretty much everybody knew everybody. Oh yes, that was uh, you had more than two parents. You had a bunch <laughs> of parents because they all knew you and they were watching for you. I would say,
1: especially at the store. I think that was that was a community center more or less. Yeah.
0: How did that all come about? How did it be that the that your dad ended up with that store?
1: My mom's father owned it, mm-hmm. and after my parents were married, they uh, worked at the store and actually just bought him bought my grandfather out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in later years, and ran the store, you know themselves. Yeah,
0: that at one time was known as the jotham Down mm-hmm. Store. Now, wasn't that? From a old time radio show did not Lum and Abner. Yeah. Was that the <laughs> jot 'em down store? I think
1: that's what where they got the name. Yeah. But I still hear of a lot of old tales where they everybody says jot 'em down store, so it must have been a popular name yeah. back in maybe the forties right. or at that time.
0: But I guess at the end and what most people know that it, it's the trading post. The trading Is post. Right? right. Now right. that was your typical all around country grocery store because oh, yeah. Everything was purchased there from gas, I guess, to dry goods.
1: Right. As a matter of fact, when my mom auctioned off all of the store goods when she closed the store, we had overboots, overshoes, and Mm -hmm. shirts, and pants, and it was just... (laughs) a wide range of different articles I mean, like, and like you say it was everything they had everything right I had fishing equipment and I actually had coal oil there also that they sold
0: now during that time it, it's it's not like it is now when you go to suffer well now it doesn't seem like you're really out in the country because mm-hmm. of the way the county has grown but back then coming to town was a big trip mm-hmm. so they
1: had to carry all that kind right. of stuff right it, it was um, more of a convenience store or a a mainstay store actually for for the community mm-hmm. i remember that that uh, they would run a lot of credit accounts mm-hmm. a lot of their business was on credit and when the tobacco crops sold or you know when the income for the farmer came in at a yearly at a yearly income um uh, they would come in and pay their their store bill yeah Yeah. it wasn't you know anything like today i mean you right i remember i would I used to wait on the customers at the store, too, some. And when they charged, we had a, a notebook that we write it down in. Mm-hmm. And each day, mm-hmm. my dad would, you know, tally up and put in each account what, what the person got. On a yearly basis, some of them would be, you know, paying on a yearly basis for their groceries for the year.
0: Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I guess it explains to me why your dad wasn't just a store owner. I mean, he did other things. And I would assume that part of the reason is because when you're a store owner carrying accounts, mm-hmm. you got to make your money too. Right. So tell us about some of the other things that, that Joe Briner was involved
1: in. Like you said, he, he drove the bus for years and he, he truly loved that job. Mm-hmm. He loved the kids. And I would remember on Christmas, he would decorate the inside of the bus mm-hmm. and he would always get candy bars from the store i remember (laughs) that very well that i do remember (laughs) he would give give out candy bars from the store which always made me a little bit jealous (laughs) but anyway he would he he truly did love the the bus driving he also worked on the family farm Mm -hmm. and uh he was a substitute rural route mail carrier right so he had different jobs like you say to to keep everything going while the the charge accounts were (laughs) right it wasn't like we are now with charge uh credit cards you yeah you pay once a month well some of them did but you know a lot of them didn't have any income until right. until the crops came in right was he a serviceman? yes and uh in, in Korea. Korea he was in Korea
0: right. and I guess that would have been back hmm, what was that nineteen mid-40s somewhere yeah. after World War II I guess yeah. he died in 1984 and I know uh, a sad time for you all Joe was just an uh, honestly uh, genuinely nice guy to me i know he was to a lot of people but i thought he was <laughs> yeah yeah he just and he was very quiet the best i remember now I, the one thing i do remember though ronnie is that, and then, of course back then times were a whole lot different on a school bus than they are now mm-hmm. you didn't really get out of line with joe briner now joe wasn't mean by no. any way, but he was stern. People, I remember certain families that I rode the bus with, they kind of pushed his buttons a little bit, but he didn't let them get the best of him by any means.
1: No, they they respected him. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's a big thing now. They, they did respect him, and they loved him at the same time, I think.
0: I think so, too.
1: And it was kind of the same way at home. You know, we knew we were loved, but right. we knew we didn't get out of line. I mean, right. we knew right from wrong. Your mother she was more a pushover oh really <laughs> you could get away with things a little bit more uh, some but not a whole lot uh, <laughs> we kind of knew where our limits were yeah so. now did she mainly just deal with the store uh mainly with the store yes mm-hmm. of course that's where she was born and raised in right locations so uh, that was her whole life it's just like Southwell Christian Church when mm-hmm. she was a baby that's where she went. Mm-hmm. And that's where she went to church the rest of her life until she died at ninety two.
0: She was kind of—I think I've even heard it referred to as the the mayor of Sufferwell. Yeah. I've heard people talk about her that way.
1: I was thinking about that this morning. She was called the mayor of Sufferwell. Yeah. And to my knowledge, there's not any of the old timers there anymore. Right. Teeny Stinnett still lives in the area. Yeah. I'm not calling Teeny an old timer, but she she but she's probably been there longer than than most yeah than anybody else there at at this time yes thing that i remember about the store more than anything is the the loafers that would come down oh yeah it's just like you know the Hardee's or the mcdonald's are today right with all the the older gentlemen sitting around talking well the store used to be the the main place for the for the area mm-hmm. and every day you could come in and you know if it wasn't crop time tobacco time tobacco housing there would always be, you know, some of the guys there, and they would just sit around and, and talk. And those were times that you do remember. Sure,
0: potbelly stove, I'd say. Oh, oh my, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah,
1: in the middle, yeah, cold time, and you would sit around the stove and right. listen to all the yarns.
0: And I'm it, sure there was plenty. But you were talking
1: about some of those
0: loafers, and in this in this book that I have about Jefferson County history. Uh, There was some names written down. This is what it says. There were many regular customers who played checkers each day. Raymond and Tom Hare, Mm -hmm. Lucian Foster, Dillard Willis, Willard Davis, Luther Ware, Jack Hager. Any of those names ring a bell to you? Oh, sure. Yeah. And a faithful man, Bus Warfield, who had his favorite seat to watch the game.
1: One thing I remember, too, is it wasn't like Tom Hare. It was Mr. Tom. Oh, yeah. And Mr. Lucian. And you know, everything, everybody had a Mr. in front of their name. And I, I never really knew where that came from. Mm-hmm. But that's all, that's when I grew up, that's what you called him, Mr. Yeah. Tom or Mr. Dillard. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, that's in term of endearment or respect right. or, or whatever it is. But uh, one thing, you know, that's one thing I remember. And I, I remember most of those, uh, most of those people would, they'd come down, uh, jack i remember jack and mr tom mm-hmm. they were old timers and i remember mr tom used to have a gladstone cigar in his mouth and it'd stick out of his mouth never would light it he just chewed on it just chewed on it it always amazed me he never would light it up but he would just chew on it all day <laughs> <long>. <laughs> and i'm sure that a lot of the stories you heard probably half of them weren't true probably and i wish i remembered more of them too <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's you know that i think that's the the thing that people nowadays i kind of remember those times stinnett's grocery was was the prevalent mm-hmm. one where i grew up out in union mill and, and i can remember as a boy when it was open walking in and seeing the farmer sitting around like you're talking about but you know most people now under 45 years old don't yeah. have a clue as no. to what we're talking about and don't understand what it meant to have a community like that. Right. We were talking earlier about everybody knew
1: everybody. If something bad happened, they were all there. Right. It was it was kinda of the social media of that era. Yeah. The, the country store was yeah because that's where all the news took place the community news mm-hmm. i mean if you wanted to know anything you would go to the store and sit down and listen and it, it's a time gone by but i think it's a time that we dearly miss oh, because yeah. of the actual human interaction yeah. i mean it's just not you're sitting at a screen you know texting somebody right. or on facebook and i think that's a lot of times that's what we're losing now
0: and it's sad
1: it is it, it really is you know some of the best memories
0: that i have as a young boy that's this dennis grocery and, and i wouldn't do this now let alone let my kids do it but getting off the bus which your dad drove and getting on my bicycle and riding over on union mill road to the grocery store which i wouldn't attempt at all oh are no. now to get a double cola at the end there, they had this little machine that would heat up the ham and cheese sandwiches for mm-hmm. you, which we thought was high tech back then, for microwaves and all that. But and just seeing those guys sitting there on the porch and talking and and just it's just something that you can't replicate now. No, there's just nothing about it.
1: I remember the loafers; they would they would be there. But when it was crop time, very few of them would come in. Right. But at lunchtime, oh, there would be so many there. That, and my mom made sandwiches and they would come in for her sandwiches and you know for the rc cola and mm-hmm. the, the moon pie and mm-hmm. it, even to this day i don't know how many times i've had people come up and say boy your mom made the best bologna sandwiches mm-hmm. and they they remember and a lot of them uh, would drive out from nicholasville to the store there to yeah. to get her sandwiches does the store still stand it still stands. Uh, right now it's empty, but we've had, you know, other businesses in there, but right. they just, you know, it's, Nicholasville is so close now, right. and it got to the point where, say, the Walmart could sell things cheaper than, you know, my mother could buy them at sure. for her wholesale cost, sure. And, you know, I don't know how many country stores we had in the county here, but, you know, I, I don't really know of any of the old-time country stores that are still open because they couldn't survive. I don't either,
0: and I, th- I just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of some of them, you know, from on that end of the county. You know, you had yeah. that one, you had the Montgomery's down at Little Hickman, and you had the Senates, and you, even like Hager's Grocery and, right. and places like that. You're right. I don't know that there is any um, of those. The closest that might kind of come to that, well, and I don't even know if it's a grocery store anymore.
1: I started to say the one in Keene. Well, that's I thought of that just now, and... Yeah, that's a that's a country store, but it's not really. Yeah, it's, it's not really, really. A, a country store. Yeah, I think the time is you know a time is gone. It is. It's a time for memory, and I you know I just feel sad that you know they that they don't. Your I mean, mom truly me. enjoyed that too, didn't she? She loved it. She did. That was her life. As much as Dad loved bus driving, uh she loved that store. Yeah, it broke her heart when she had to leave it. I bet it did. But she got to the point where. Uh, her medical you know, condition yeah, just right. wouldn't let her go on. It, it was a good time in our lives. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to grow up anywhere else but South Wales.
0: That's the way a lot of people feel about where they're from and where they live. Yeah. And that's good. There's, there's always that place that you can attach yourself to that feels like home. Mm-hmm. How do you, I've asked this question of people before, I'll ask you. One word, how do you describe Joe Briner?
1: Honest. If it was one word, honest. Uh, he was a good father. Yeah. And, you know, I, I respected him. It wasn't something that I had to do. You know, it was just his manner mm-hmm. of living mm-hmm. that, that, that I, I really respected him.
0: Same question about your mom. Outgoing. Oh, yes, that is a good one.
1: Up until the time that she just could not go anywhere when she was at uh, Council Oaks Assisted Living, I would still, we when I worked at the post office, every Friday, we had our Friday date we would go out for lunch. I'd go get her and you know years ago she would meet me somewhere Long Johns or, right. or wherever. But right. it got to the point where I had to to go out and pick her up and I, I was I was glad I had the freedom to do that because you know those those days are gone too. Sure. And you do remember those and it you know it was a good time in my life even though we didn't get, you know, a lot of time together. Mhm. She always looked forward to her to her Friday date mm-hmm. when we would go out for lunch. And if you were anywhere you wanted to go, she was up for it. I mean, her and uh, Louise Fain and uh, Tini Stennet and Margaret Clay Johns, and anytime they could go somewhere, anybody would take them. Or until they quit driving, uh, they would always go out. You know, the, the two or three of them by themselves. She just loved to go. She never stopped wanting to go either, because no. I remember, as fate would
0: have it, she was at Council Oaks in the room right next to my mother-in-law for a while. And I remember the day that she pulled me off and wanted to know how she could get her driver's license. <laughs> um, she said, you've got to to get this done for me so that we, well, I knew that that was, that wasn't going to happen. But she didn't know that. Yeah. So she was even then thinking in her mind, we're we're gonna go.
1: That reminded me of a story when she wanted me to take her to get her driver's license. So I, you know, we went down to the mm-hmm. to the place and she told me when we went in, she said, Now I don't want you to show this walker because I don't want them seeing me on a walker. If they see that they might not let me get a license. <laughs> So I thought that was funny. So we, when they took the picture, of course, the, you don't get that low anyway. Right. But she didn't want her walker anywhere around her because she just didn't want to <laughs> take a chance of not getting them licensed. She was she was funny.
0: You know, th- these are good memories that we have, and it's, and it's good to remember the way that it used to be. And sadly, uh, though, there will be a day when this kind of life will be forgotten. Mm-hmm. So that's why we try to preserve it when we can. But just to think about how times were were much slower and not that there weren't problems because there were oh yeah it just didn't seem like there were as many or maybe they weren't as magnified as they are today but uh, i appreciate the fact that that they were in our community and I, that i got to know them because they lent a lot to our county and especially to the sufferwell area and
1: i uh, surely miss them i know you do oh yes every day Yes. Yeah. There's always something you think about during the day, you know, it brings up, you know, well, we used to do this or mm-hmm. we used to do that. Like I say, it was a good life in Sufferwell. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you very much. I appreciate you letting me come and speak. Well, I want to take time to thank
0: Ronnie for coming in and talking about his family and the way it used to be in the Sufferwell community. I hope you'll join me again on All Things Jessamine. We do it every Saturday morning at 11. And it's all right here for you on JessFM 105.9.